All right, we're rolling. So, uh, get, this kick. is how we roll. Undercooked now, so stand by the roll. Oh. <laughs> they see me rolling, they hating, patrolling, and trying to catch. I'm so fucking sweaty, you guys. <laughs> is it because you're it's... riding dirty? Yes. Okay. Also, my AC is out. Roll out. AC it's like, out. It's like AC I just. Out. <laughs> it's like I just stepped out of the shower. That's, it's that's how sweaty I am. That's disgusting. Like it's gross. It's like, so. I would gross. hate to be anyone in that situation. So, Alan, leave that horrible Satan armpit of a place you're living. Leave now, and go somewhere where there's frost and snow and winter storms. Always. Great. Greg already got the fuck out of Dodge. That's a good point. <laughs> you need to get out of there, too. Nah, I actually have a new roommate moving in. And really, it's the, the issue is that my apartment is dirty. <laughs> and I, I need to clean it before yeah. I can call the front office to come <laughs> fix my air conditioning. Get some, uh, get some feng shui going. That'll help. Like, just move your furniture around, and then there will be good chi flow. Oh, we already got good chi flow. We got a, we got a fondue pot. This is going nowhere. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, so. This, yeah, continue. Welcome to so. Undercooked Analysis. This is an actual cold open. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fake-ass one. So. Uh, but, uh been chatting away with people on the Too Spooky Discord, mm. and uh, they recently they recently had an impromptu poll. Okay. Uh, of who who was the who would be the best boyfriend of the core three on Undercooked Analysis, and David, you got a lot of votes. Uh huh. And uh, Brandon, Brandon, you got a lot of votes. Mm. I got. Br- Br- Brandon got a lot of votes. That that sound that doesn't sound right. Dead Dead Palette, maybe, but Brandon, I don't know about that. Yeah, the vote the vote was actually split between Brandon and Dead Palette. So the it, it kind of it's it split it split the vote like uh like like Brandon was like the libertarian candidate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you and you don't know who he was getting more votes from, like whether he was siphoning off votes. And it's like the Democrats are like, we lost because of this. And it's like, well, no, he was siphoning some Republican votes, too. Right. But the point I was trying to make is, uh, Alan, no votes. What teen mm. heartthrob Alan Cheney got no votes? Yeah, no, no votes for Alan. I am... So uh, if it's if it's all right with the two of you. Uh, on this episode of UCA, I'm gonna kind of like really slut it up. Okay. Okay. I'm cool with that. Um, you know what? I'm Alan. I'm gonna I'm gonna be your wingman here and help you out. Maybe slutting it up is the problem. Oh. Maybe maybe that's not working for you. Maybe it's maybe it's because you're you're drinking so much and you have a loose personality, and maybe people want you to be a little more. They, they want you to be a good Christian girl. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I missed they that want you there. to be a good. They want you to be a good Mormon girl. It's okay. <laughs> so, I can get you set so up. They want? I got this. I got all this. I got all this ginger ale. Got all this ginger but, ale for uh, you right here. But I've got. All, but I've already got all this beer. <laughs> can't can't do it. Can't do it anymore. Got to be ginger Alan, ale. I, Warm I, ginger get, ale. It's it's a Killian's Irish Red, and it's so close to my lips right now. <laughs> It, no, you need to drink ginger ale that has been left out in the sun. It's like ginger ale that's sitting in a window right next to a potted plant. <laughs> and, and, and we decided it had to be in a bowl for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be in a bowl. A warm bowl of ginger ale. <laughs> Just a friendly reminder that uh, the animatronic fox is going to have a Mormon wedding with your dad. That's true. Um, oh, boy. So... We've added so many things to the ginger ale. Now it's a bowl of sun-warmed flat <laughs> ginger ale <laughs> with a little bit of houseplant essence in it. Right. Yeah, it, it kind of it comes from a can that kind of smells like a houseplant because it's right next to it. 
it kind of smells like potting soil. <laughs> and like the, these ginger ales were like bought in bulk in like the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> they they were bought from the same store where uh, Sober Dwarf got his Zima. Yes, they, they were bought from from the. <laughs> Good In luck the, with that callback, everybody. <laughs> yeah. They were bought from the 80s, but then resold to, to your family during Y2K. So they've wow. been in like two houses <laughs> and got, gotten two houses worth of dust on them. Fireproof, uh, fireproof houses worth of dust on them. Which, well, as you know, are even hotter inside. Oh we my have, god. We've cold opened the shit out of this one. Alright. <laughs> Boy, have we. Welcome, everybody, to Patron's Poison. This week, we're going to be tackling a story shared with us by Abysmy, uh, our good friend Abysmy from uh, Ray Gun, the Raygun Readers podcast and a patron. Thank you, Abysmy. We're going to be reading a story called The Chanting in the Woods. I am going into this totally blind. It looks kind of like a long story, but that's okay. Uh... <laughs> Alan, what happened? Did you run over a chipmunk? Oh, Alan, play more of it. Okay. I just clicked on the I just went to our chat and clicked on the first link I saw. Like, oh, this is probably the story. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Totally. That's... Oh. Oh, God. Well. Um, Welcome to shit post analysis. Good episode, you guys. All right. I think we're done for the night. Good night, everyone. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com. I don't sleep with my window open anymore. No matter how hot it, outside it gets, that bastard stays closed. It's been that way for a long time, since I was very young. It's not a real hit with the ladies during summertime. People usually recommend air conditioners, and I usually go with the prospect when I have company. When it's in, I don't sleep well at all, because I can only imagine how easy it would be for anyone to bypass them. I don't sleep with my window open anymore, because I don't want anyone to steal my bowl of ginger ale. <laughs> I keep it on the windowsill, so it would be very easy to steal. <laughs> you know how little rascals stole pies? Well, it's like that. That's what happens in Utah. Just all the rascallions. All the little All the, the rascallions. All the little Mormon rapscallions stealing ginger ale. Uh, We've established a weird fucking continuity. No. No. Joseph Smith established a weird ass continuity. No, it's like, no, no. This is Earth 2 Jesus. <laughs> this is House of M Jesus. Oh my god. Uh... This is going to be a long story, you guys. There is a single perk to AC, though. Well, besides the relief from hot sickness of the summer's humidity. And that's the steady hum which stifles the silence. I don't like the silence, you see. There was a time when it brought me an almost zen-like level of peace and tranquility. Pass into the iris. But now <laughs> I find it invasive, dangerous. Silence never comes alone. From time to time, I can hear the chanting from my youth at the Mormon Youth Center. <laughs> I can hear them all, wordlessly and yet with uh, prestigiousness. Prestigi pre prestigiousness. Prestigious. prestigious. Oh my god, Brandon. <laughs> prestigious synchronicity and harmony from one another. Their conjoined voices echo out from the woods like a gentle and yet threatening breeze that precedes a violent hailstorm, rhythmic yet senseless. It never went away, and yet I know they 
they're all moved on or died. I know they, I know they've all moved on or died. I know this all very well. It was many moons ago. Just gonna say, uh, there is more than a single perk to AC. <laughs> vote Alan, new best boyfriend. <laughs> vote, vote Alan, hat to full boyfriend. Yes, I'm, I'm also a pigeon. <laughs> when I was about nine years old, I was Casey Kasem. Um, when I was about nine years old, me and my dad lived in this old rented two-family apartment house. Wow. <clears throat> Does, does, does that seem weird to anyone else? A two-family apartment? Can you say a duplex? Old, old rented two-family apartment house. It I feels like that's too many describing I mean, hurts. you could say an old duplex, but I guess it's it's trying to really cement, no, this is how how it works. Yeah, no? Don't In a town. This is how it works. <laughs> this is how it works. <laughs> This is how it works. Anyway. In a town called Bridgewater, in the state of Massachusetts. You misread that, Alan. Utah. There we go. (laughs) In a town called Salt Lake City. In a town called Massachusetts in Utah. (laughs) We lived on the bottom floor. The second floor wasn't used. Uh, It's where we store all of our ginger ale. Uh, it was recently vacated by its prior residents. It was a very quiet neighborhood, <laughs> very suburban, and with plenty of woods. Very suburban and with plenty of woods. So it's not... Not so suburban. suburban. <laughs> not behind really. Our house, behind our house, there was a backyard that proceeded into a... Large forests that span for miles out. I used to play in them. Never play in the woods. Never. I'm, I'm, a, I'm imagining this all taking place in the setting for um, The Village by M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> so, Just this quaint little Mormon village. It's clear, I mean, it's very clearly set in the suburban rainforests of Utah. <laughs> <laughs> some people are gonna be like this is gonna be the first episode of undercooked analysis for some people and they'll be like that it doesn't say anything about mormonism in this story why are they going on like this oh my god my dad and my mother were recently divorced so there was just the three of us living there me him and the dog cash johnny cash who was named after the late oh fuck <laughs> wow who was named after the late country singer Johnny Cash. He was an old Scottish terrier. You know the type. Ankle biters with their really ugly bearded faces. I don't know, they seem pretty cool. They got him as a pup when I was still in diapers, and he was my lifelong friend. He may have been something of an idiot, but at the time, he was all I had. I cried and cried when Mom tried to take him. In the end, he was left in my father's care for my sake. Don't take the kid's <laughs> dog away from him. This Couldn't is even... Couldn't even do algebra, stupid dog. (laughs) I tried to get the dog to do its taxes. The dog looked at me and said, I'm a dog, I don't have to pay taxes. How stupid is that? Everyone has to pay their taxes. (laughs) Cash is a sick name for a dog, man. Me and Cash would spend a lot of time playing in the woods. When uh, you're young, your imagination is a very powerful thing. And the woods had an almost magic quality in terms of supplementation for my imagination. I would play army, build forts, climb trees. One time me and Cash traveled in so far, I actually got lost. We were losing daylight as it was October and the light was fading at a much faster rate. I began to panic, afraid I'd be trapped out here in the pitch black where we do all of our Mormon chanting. As we walked around, frantic for landmarks, anything familiar, that's when I saw it. The clearing with a large rock in the center. It wasn't exact. 
should, should we pause to actually talk about this? Because we've, we've read quite a bit and haven't said yeah. anything about the yeah, actual fucking I was, story. I was waiting. I was like, who wants to say something first? Not high, said David, who was um, trying to get his A-game on and failing. Um, See, I was hoping that the dog would be named after Clyde Cash. <laughs> uh, Cash is a sick name for a dog. Yeah. Um, the opening paragraph feels like it really knows what the story is going to end up being mm. it feels like this was written with a really good plan in mind of like here's our beginning middle and end uh it feels conversational in all the right ways mm-hmm. so, using phrasing like when you're young your imagination like it's talking to you and that's what these kinds of stories should do yeah no, i concur i feel like the um Maybe the first couple paragraphs, especially the second one. Um, I like I like how it's written, but for, for for a second I was thinking it was like a little bit, a little bit pro like a little bit prosy, and then I'm reading it and I'm like, nah, actually it's okay. Like, I had to kind of just like relax into the story, and it's fine so far. I'm I'm kind of digging it. Uh, I think prosy is it's better to err on the side of prosy than it is than purple prosy than. Uh, well, prose by prose, do you mean like written in a, a very formal way? Yeah, what do you, but what here, do you mean? but no, what I mean is like I say prosy because it's like just it's like just shy of the border of like purple prosy. But I don't. I, but going back and rereading it, I don't think so anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say, and it just was a very roundabout way of me saying that. It made sense in my head as usual, like you know most things. Um. Welcome to Undercooked Analysis. It's a show. Are, are, are we starting over? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Undercooked Analysis. It's a show. It's a show about... No, no, it's just Welcome, a show. It's well, just a show. Welcome to Undercooked Analysis, a show where we tackle creepypastas from a Mormon perspective. <laughs> Alan! <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm getting over a cold. It wasn't exactly uncommon to see graffiti and vandalism in the woods. A public forest is known quite well for trees with messages carved into them. Names, swastikas. Okay. Uh, Brad and Jen forever in a nice, cute heart. Specifically, Brad and Jen have been carving up all the goddamn trees around town. Assholes. Um, stuff like that. Not to mention the, uh, pseudo-gang names spray-painted on the rocks. Um, you know, <laughs> the 12th Street Rock Sprayers. They were a popular gang. <laughs> the, the Baker Street Irregulars. <laughs> the Radical Sharks. <laughs> that was the impression I got of this place. A hangout for older kids and gang members. <laughs> but something wasn't right. Me being only nine, my mind wasn't, ex- wasn't exactly capable of comprehending the connotations of symbols and other things, which is why the Church of Mormon made a lot of sense. <laughs> and yet there was something really off about these images. I've never seen anything like them before. The surrounding trees had crudely shaped images of what appeared to be a goat-man hybrid. And here we go. <laughs> like a stick figure. Oh no! With an, with an unnecessarily detailed goat's head imposed over where you'd expect to see a very basic stick figure face. Uh, guys, mm. is this a gibbering jerker? <laughs> I, I could, believe could so. When are when are we going to write that <clears throat> gibbering jerker versus Shaquille S. forensic fanfic? <laughs> the thing is, it's not a fanfic if we write it. No, right. I guess it's not. I guess it's canonical yeah. so, to the Ukahaku. <laughs> um, I, I will say... It's, it's our Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> I will say, um, a public forest... There was a point in there, Alan, where you're reading, a public forest is known quite well for trees, but there was a pause at the end there, and I thought you were just going to hold it out. And I was just like, yes, a public <laughs> forest is known quite well for trees. In general. Yeah. 
No, uh, I had, boy, I there had... sure are a lot of trees in this forest. <laughs> I can't see this forest. Well, it's because you can't see the forest for the trees. You dumb shithead. <sighs> anyway, Mormon joke. So, uh... <laughs> these images were drawn over and over and over again, all over the trees that surrounded the clearing. Almost obsessively so. And not just at the basic human height level, but all up the trees. As if whoever carved them had used the ladder. The rock itself was red, had red markings all over it. Letters that I have never seen before. Underneath, though, was written in black spray paint a message I could actually read. It said, Behold the wisdom of the horned. And below that, there were five painted lines. They were all the same height, except for the two outer lines that were twice the height and spiraled outwards at the top. Okay. So it's actually this... a, it's a it's a viral marketing campaign for detailed detailed goat skull vodka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is is this Mormon Bishop Selby or uh, Mormon Baphomet? Because I'm guessing if it had the the five painted lines, is it like? I, I, I don't know why, but are they trying to describe a pentagram here, or am I stupid? I think I'm stupid. No, I don't think it's the... I don't think it's... It's it's not as so on the nose to say this is straight up Baphomet. I don't think it's the pentagram. It's just they said the lines were vertical or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were all the same height, so they're not, like, connecting. It's just line, 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 line. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if the lines are supposed to be trees... But the trees can't help their feelings. Two of the, like the, the two trees at the end are the trees that are fans of the Nightmare Before Christmas because they spiral into curly cues at the top. This is how we roll. This is how we roll. <laughs> What's really scary about this place, <laughs> though, were the dolls. Fuck uh, you. <laughs> What's this? What's this? Well, this is how we roll. What's this? Well, this is how we roll. And the... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. They were... This is what really scared me about this place were the dolls. They were hanging from the branches around the clearing. They appeared to be woven out of sticks, and poorly so. Taking a closer look, I realized what, I real... what was so scary about them. I realized what was so scary about them. The stick dolls were clearly constructed with the grace of shitty arts and craft students. The heads of them were dry and clean skull, cl- dried and clean skulls of animals. So the Blair Witch has been here. Yeah. As a four-year-old, because sure. it was a shitty arts and crafts project. This is like early Blair Witch. Yeah, before before Blair the Blair Witch realized that they needed to stop with the whole like skull thing. It's like okay, you're pushing it. We get it. Uh, before, Just use sticks. Before the Blair Witch was the Blair Witch, she was a young and impressionable uh, Blair Witch in training, a la Kiki and Kiki's Delivery Service. <laughs> I'd, I'd see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Misadventures of the Young Blair Witch? I, yeah, that'd be fun. I, uh, yeah, words. I didn't know what of, but they were bleached white, dry, and clean. And their hollow sockets, I can't explain it effectively without sounding insane, but my someone's replaced all my toes with grapes. Um, <laughs> told you it sounded crazy. <laughs> and I can't explain it effectively without sounding insane, but there was something sentient about them, watchful and pleading. I could feel their eyes on me, though they had done to watch with. I felt fear. Not my own fear, mind you, but something. An aura of emotion that made absolutely no sense. You see, my palms were sweaty, my knees were weak, and <laughs> arms were heavy. Ginger, ginger ale, ale on my sweater, on my sweater already. already. Oh my god. Jinx, you owe me a can of ginger ale, David. Okay, I'll get you a can of ginger ale. You want to have rum and ginger ale? Oh, I, w- I want to... Oh my God! That's what we're doing when we go to Cal. When uh, J- I, we go Jame- to California. Jameson, Jameson and ginger ale is a damn good cocktail. Is it? We're going. We're going to get a giant bowl, a bunch of straws, and we're going to put a bunch of ginger ale in Jameson, 
into a bowl and all share it. Oh, God. And it's going to be the most beautiful photo op. <laughs> then uh, two days later, we'll all have the clap. We won't know who where it started, but we definitely know how it got shared. Because ginger ale is highly conducive for that sort of thing. Can you... <laughs> Yeah, it, it, little known fact, you can backwash gonorrhea in ginger ale. <laughs> <laughs> We've developed oh. a complex mythos for ginger ale. <laughs> Guys, if you ever have a UCA listening party, ginger ale is now the official drink of choice for uh, Undercooked Analysis. So long as it's warm and flat. <laughs> <laughs> I drink ginger ale. Not my own ginger ale, mind you. But something, an aura of ginger ale that made absolutely no sense. Um, <laughs> Have you ever been to an underage ginger ale drinking party that got crashed by police? <laughs> the police were all very confused. <laughs> what? You're just drinking? God damn it, Mormons. <clears throat> You're all you drinking been... ginger ale. You've got to be careful. You might catch the clap from that. Have you ever been at an underage drinking party that got crashed by the police? It's that kind of fear. The fear that comes synonymously with trouble. Okay, Paul's the Mormon jokes, and let's actually talk about this. Yes. Oh my god, I'm already kind of in love with this story. Yeah. Yep, kind of digging on it. Um, I love I love the sentence of, like, uh, without sounding insane, there was something sentient about them, watchful and pleading. Like, Pleading, like, yes, that's something you don't don't normally think of, like, some supernatural entity is doing, is, like, pleading to you. And um, uh, I love this concept of a specific kind of fear, not a fear related to, like, a phobia, like spiders or something like that, but a kind of fear, like a flavor of it, like yeah. underage drinking fear. Mm -hmm. That's a like very specific fear. Like it's or, that sensation that you're that, that a higher authority is going to come in on and and punish you for doing something, being somewhere or doing something that you shouldn't. Yeah, or like when you're a kid and you and you feel like you're in trouble for something that you shouldn't be in trouble for. Right. And you're like, you're not really um, afraid of what you do. You're afraid of the, the. You're afraid of getting in trouble. Yeah. So like, um, to get to give you a weird example, like, I'm sorry, mom. I watched an infomercial on on like this they're selling like this bakery thing. And it's like, why would you feel that you're in trouble for that? And it's like, I don't know. I'm a kid. I don't understand the rules of nature yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. So like social constructs. Also, uh, to anyone who's listened to past episodes where we've gotten upset at the, like the idea of front loading, but also just kind of the general, like, oh, I was so terrified. It was terrifying. It was, it was so scary. Uh, just like general statements like that. It, it was horrifying. Uh, and wonder, and are wondering what the alternative is. It's, it's this. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's quiet. It's quiet fear or subtle dread. Like this, this is kind of what we've been talking about. Yep. 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 Especially if you have a story that's going a very specific direction, you don't want to tell the people what the thing is yet. Like, if you're going to write backwards, write backwards. Like, here's the ending, and I'm going to write a way to get to it. Really obscure it before you get to the ending, you know? Yeah. Mm hmm All right. Uh, I think it's on me now, right? Or I can explain why I did it, but I reached up and touched one. Maybe it was a child's general, inquisitive nature that compelled me. Maybe it was fascination, or an intense desire to quell my fear and convince myself that they were just dolls and not watchful spirits I would eventually come to believe they were. When I touched it, the skull fell off. The doll unwound itself. Only a piece of it remained attached to the rawhide rope that it was, supposed to, it was suspended from. The skull cracked when it hit the ground. When it happened, there was a certainty that quelled inside me. As naive as a nine-year-old can be... There was also a certainty that remained with me to this day. I don't belong here. Ooh. <clears throat> Holy shit. Like the Yeah, this the, this the story will have this story would have to really fuck up in the end to lose me. I think um you know, I generally trust Abismi's opinion on things. He he knows what he's doing, so I think he I don't think he sent us a bad one. This is probably one he enjoys. So 
fingers crossed. You don't don't fuck this up, Abysme, Okay, okay, don't fuck this up. Uh, Cash immediately immediately started barking when the doll fell, and it startled me so effectively that I let out a scream. I looked up. The sky was glowing red with the darkness. With the darkness not too far behind me, too far behind. The sun was going down, and I had to get out of here. There. Here? Here. Cash was staring at me, black eyes wide open and tail wagging violently. He barked at me insistently. He began to growl at something. Maybe air? Maybe ghost? <laughs> when I... Okay. Yeah. Um, when I approached him, he turned and ran. Cash was my only companion in this unnatural place, and I would have been damned if I was going to let him betray me to solitude here, so I gave chase. I ran for my life. Cash, you asshole! You betrayed me! But they're, but I'm barking at maybe ghosts! <laughs> You're barking at maybe ghosts. Sure. <laughs> What's a maybe ghost, you guys? I don't know, but it's weird that this guy has the darkness not too far behind him. The darkness inside his heart. As in the band? Yeah, I was thinking the band. Oh, okay. I appreciate Kingdom Hearts and therefore went tame to that conclusion. <laughs> Just belting out, I believe in a thing called love. That pregnant pause. Uh, Is it me? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Okay. The last thing I saw before I chased Cash was something that really messed with me. He's a little too young. He's a little too young to be chasing Cash. Yeah. Chasing Cash and crushing puss. (laughs) No, he. I think he's ready because his dog walks the line. Do you think his dog is going towards a funeral? All the other dolls that were hanging when I first arrived, they were dangling. Some even spinning lazily in the breeze. And yet, as I ran after Cash, I saw every single doll on the site were completely stationed. Hang on. And yet, as I ran after Cash, I saw every single doll on the site were completely stationary, staring and facing me directly. I was dismissive of this detail as I was more afraid of being alone. Hmm. And then I fell into a burning ring of fire. <laughs> down, 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 and the flames left higher. Uh, that's that's perfectly disconcerting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not uh, over the top. I, it's 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 yeah. it's it's. it's well played, and in the story earned the right to have this uh, moment. Yeah, um, it it feels like a lot of the time there's a compulsion, and it's very logical that you want to put something where it's not supposed to be. Sometimes something that should be there that isn't is also a good way to make horror. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they they should be moving and they're not, which is awesome. I like this. I never let cash out of my sight. He let me speak to Jackson. Jackson's where I'm bound. Cash rules everything around me. Cream. Cream. Get the money. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. He led me straight home. I never loved my dog more than when I realized what he had done for me. Dogs are never lost. They always know the way. Mm, I'm looking at my dog. And uh, she always knows how to go home. But she barely understands wanting to go outside and, you know do her business because I'll open the door and be like come on and she'll stand there and look outside and go no thanks and immediately turn around and go back to the house uh, before I went to bed I told my dad what I saw he laughed it off and told me it was a teenager uh, it was teenagers being punks and that I should let it go I found it comforting <laughs> I should let it go <laughs> god damn it <laughs> I found it confusing comforting and almost uh, and I was and was almost willing to let it go. 
almost willing to let it go. (laughs) Gonna do this the whole fucking episode. Uh, I never fell asleep. Uh, I even fell asleep without any troubles. Uh, he laughed and about then my me. It was just teenagers being punks. And that I was a tot. <laughs> he told me I'd just been punked. That night was when I heard it for the first time. The noise that had haunted me to this very day. I woke up and could hear noise coming through my window. I got up and looked out to listen closer. You know how you listen with your eyes? That's when I realized it was chanting. Voices. Dozens, maybe. They were coming in from in the woods. I could hear them, loudly and rhythmically. I didn't know what they were saying. I didn't know. But I could tell it was ceremonious, like a hymn you hear people sing in churches. Except it felt dark. Violent, even. Dark. Violent, even. Violent, even. I immediately thought about the clearing with the rock. The dolls. The fear. I knew in my bones that the chanting was coming from there. What scared me the most was that it wasn't far. It wasn't far at all. The chanting went on for hours. I just lied there in bed. Wide-eyed with fear, with fear, listening to it, praying that it'd stop. It wouldn't, though. I went. It went on until four in the morning when the early birds began to wake up. My phone is ringing, you guys. Can you take these paragraphs yeah. while I to handle that? One second. Yeah, I was praying that it'd stop. And we pray on those Sundays and cuss on those Mondays. Uh, is it my turn to read? Uh, dude, I don't know. Did you, oh my did you God. read that show Yeah. Shows, shows just canceled. Everything's off track. Uh, Stop playing in the woods. My dad noticed the behavior immediately and asked if I was all right. I told him about the chanting. And again, he shrugged his shoulders and said that it was probably teenagers drinking beers and having a party. Uh, I asked them why they'd drink beer and chant the same sound for five hours. He told me they weren't chanting that I imagined it and that I could close the window from now on, uh, should close the window from now on. I probably should have listened to him, but I didn't. Curiosity got the better of me. Um, so I like the idea of like the, the, there, there's always the like naysayer of like, no, there isn't supernatural bullshit going on. And so the discrepancy here being, why the fuck would teenagers be chanting for five hours is good. Yeah. Maybe they just discovered the song This Is How We Roll by Florida Georgia Line, and they're really into it, just like I am. <laughs> they're just out there for, for five hours straight. This is how we roll. Is David back so we can keep on reading this? I'm back. You the next... Sorry, you can go. God damn it. The next night, the chanting began at exactly 11 o'clock. It seemed louder than before. I couldn't sleep hearing it, but I couldn't bring myself to close the window. I don't know why I thought this way. Probably because I was just a child. Yeah. it It was hot as balls. Dude, no fucking joke. Yeah. I dimwittedly thought at the time that if I closed my window, I wouldn't be able to hear them coming if they decided to break into my house. The logic is flawed, I know, that they would still be chanting as they emerged from the woods and cross my yard and not be nice and quiet about it, but that's how I thought back then. That's why I couldn't close the window, because I had to know if they were coming. That's actually really cool. I like that detail. Yeah. Like that seems like exactly the sort of thing you would you would think if you were nine, you know. And... It's re- it's reverse Jera symptoms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Writers, writers, take note. This is doing a good job. That's what that's what you need, though. You that that's there's there's got to be a better term for that. Reverse Jera symptoms. 
that is what I love. I love reverse chair symptoms <laughs> of like explanation of like, here's my flawed logic that I realize is flawed in retrospect. I can't understand why I was that stupid. Why was I this stupid? Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I was a fucking child. <laughs> I was really into Roblox and stuff, so. Uh, we were burning down the night, shooting bullets at the moon, baby. <laughs> uh, his turn is agreed. Yeah. Sipping on gin and juice. I Sipping on ginger ale, late. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with my mind on the cash and the cash on the mind. Where we, where the Mormon jokes are as forced as possible. This way, well, at this point, it's not even a Mormon joke. It's just ginger ale jokes. Really. It's evolved. I, I, I kind of like it better, to be honest. The book of ginger ale. The book of ginger ale. That's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite uh, musical. This went on for several days. Every night from 11 to 4. Exactly. This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, exactly on the dot, even. Sometimes I could see in the woods. Way, way, way out there. A faint glow, like the light of a fire. But it was so faint and far in between that I didn't know whether to acknowledge it or dismiss it as a trick to my own eyes. Other times I would successfully fall asleep due to exhaustion, only to wake up several hours later in panic, still able to hear it. I asked my dad if Cash would sleep in my room on the third night, and he said it'd be fine. I felt knowing better knowing that I had the dog to keep me company while I would hear the noise. And better yet, if I could hear them coming, he would too, and then be a dog about it and start barking at the, out the window at them. <laughs> I anticipated a good night's sleep, and even felt silly for not thinking about the solution earlier. I fell asleep at 8 with Cash sleeping at the foot of my bed. I woke up at a quarter past 11 to Cash barking. Uh, he was on his two hind legs, tail, tail wagging spastically, and he was barking out the window, po uh, ears pointed up, barking, growling, howling, out the window. Oh, I immediately got out of bed and locked out, uh, locked out the window towards the woods. Nothing. Nothing at all. Cash was very agitated, growling and looking at me, then back out the window and barking. The chanting was still going on, same as the last couple of days. I remember feeling uncomfortable that Cash was barking at the noise, that if he was in danger, that if he was in danger of getting their attention... I tried to calm him down. <clears throat> That's when my dad came in. He stumbled in groggily, uh, drunk off his ass, and picked up the dog and turned he to had, walk out the... He had a lot of ginger ale that night. So much. You polish off a two-liter of Canada dry by yourself, man. <laughs> That's an abusive household right there. Yeah. They should call Mormon Protective Service Services. <laughs> they should take call away, take they, away all 19 of his kids. They gotta call Mormon Jesus. Get Mormon Jesus. Mormon Jesus. He stumbled in groggily and picked up the dog and turned to walk out the door with him. <laughs> Mumbling about him shutting the hell up. I called his name, but he was so asleep he was practically dead on his feet. The wrong, the wrong feet, by the way. It's feet, like, as in featured. Yes. It's feet as in uh, weapon finesse or lightning reflexes or something else you would put on a character sheet. It's feet as in this is how we roll by Florida Georgia line. Feet, Luke Bryan. God damn it! Oh. Why is this? Why is this a thing? <laughs> I I have no idea. <laughs> this is a weird episode, guys. This is a, this is getting a little. These are getting really weird. <laughs> like seriously, guys. <laughs> um. Oh man. I screamed at him, Dad. The woods. That got his attention. <laughs> that got his attention. That got his attention. 
He turned around and walked up to me, looked out the window, and then back at me. This again, he mumbled. Look, boy, it's just your imagination. No, listen, that's what Cash was going crazy about. There are people singing in the woods. Just listen. Shh. Every time you do that, though, I can't help but think of um, Holiday Road. This is how we roll. (laughs) He looked carefully out the window. Cash was growling in his arms as his head turned out the window. Out the window? I listened, too, but there was nothing out the window. No sound out the window. Total silence out the window. I couldn't believe that. Could this have been a coincidence out the window? Oh, man, you guys. There's a lot. Uh, so I'm, on the, I'm rehearsing for a play. I'm in a production of a play called uh, A Flea in Her Ear. And there's actually a scene where you all have to... Everybody in the, in the, on stage has to turn as one, look, at, look backstage, I shit you not, and, yeah, and say in unison, Out the window! So... This is tripping me out right now. Just this is trial. You say you all say out. You all say out the window or out the window. (laughs) (laughs) This is guys. This is just straight up trout fishing in America. Writing this story, you know, threw it out the window. The window. The window. They threw it out the window. Why is this episode so musical? We're in a musical know. kind of mood. Uh, I dubbed this episode Undercooked Analysis the Musical. <laughs> Undercooked Analysis, the Book of Mormon. <laughs> uh, my dad told me to go to sleep and left the room, mumbling insults at Cash. Poor Cash. My dad told me to go. <laughs> I thought you were going to do a Jeff the Killer joke, but okay. The silence chilled me. Far more than the chanting ever did. At least when they were singing their malicious hymns, there was at least a sense of distance between me and them. Oh my god, I need to do that again. At least when they were singing their malicious hymns, there was at least a sense of distance between me and them. But right now, they I know they're out there, but I don't know where. I had no bearings whatsoever. What was even worse, what wrought unprecedented terror upon me was there was no nighttime uh, ambience in the woods, no crickets. Evenings brought them out in droves this time of year. And even when they were chanting, I could hear them. Yeah, nobody say bless you. Thanks. But now it was quieter than a bone chilling winter night pure silence how did they how did how long did i stare out the window at those woods across my backyard i have no idea but when i woke up the next day i was still sitting in the chair i would i i planted right by it hmm. interesting hmm. Hmm. that morning over breakfast I insisted that there really was chanting out there, but my dad wasn't hearing any of it. He was deaf. He put his foot down and told me that he won't hear any more of this. Because he's still deaf. <laughs> that I need to grow up and take responsibility <laughs> and stop being so afraid all the time. You know, typical tough guy dad shit. Typical t- tough guy deaf dad shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bother to bring up the lack of crickets, knowing full well that he'd have made up an explanation for that as well, what with him being deaf and all. <laughs> so I kept quiet, not like he noticed, and ate my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Undercooked oh. Analysis, where we are not worried about getting in trouble with people who are deaf because they don't listen to this show. Heyo! Hey! Fuck. Suck it, deaf people! <laughs> Hey, um, any, anybody out there who wants to do ASL versions of Undercooked Analysis, be my leave guest. Leave this part out. <laughs> I just imagine now uh, someone doing that where it's just uh, three pairs of hands, or three different pairs of hands on a screen, 
making the doing the whole podcast every episode so you click on it and people can watch us and of course they they pad out all the stupid shit we do yeah because then that's gonna that's gonna be a long ways off on our patreon goals (laughs) (laughs) oh man just one million dollars will a month we'll we'll get some we'll get hot ladies to do American Sign Language translations, and they're just, like, guys. constantly jerking off invisible penises. Guys, 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 we are on to something. And actually, and actually that'll just all, that's just all the show will be from now on. <laughs> Goddamn. No, 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 we're on to something, though. Podcasts for the deaf. This is brilliant. No one else has done this before. I wonder why. <laughs> that's a great crux. <laughs> oh... Uh, later, later, later that day, I was waiting for my mom to pick me up at the end of my dad's driveway to bring me to my grandma's house where she was currently living. It was Friday and my mom had me on weekends. As I was waiting, a large black pickup truck was passed by the house very slowly. That's a weird sentence. Uh, it came to a stop right in front of me. There were two men in the truck, older, about my dad's age. At first I thought maybe they were friends of his, but this thought didn't last. The driver rolled down his window and looked at me. He was bald and was wearing abnormally slim sunglasses. Uh, it's, it's bizarre that it says it was Friday and my mom had me on the on weekends and my in that sentence is capitalized. There's been some uh, little bizarre capitalizations here and there throughout here. I've noticed, yeah. but it's not a it's not a nagging enough a detail that I've, I felt like we needed to address it. But yeah. Um, it's you know it's all right. There's little there's as is expected. There's a few little um, spelling and grammatical errors, mostly grammatical errors, but it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. That can be cleaned up. He was smoking a thin cigar or a cigarillo. I remember the strong smell of it. He looked at me as if he were sizing me up, investigating for a moment until he finally smiled at me. Uh, smiled at me, reached over, and hit his friend on the shoulder and pointed him out. Pointed me out to him. He was a bald... He was... Hmm. He too was bald and wearing the same sunglasses. They said something to each other, and then the driver looked back at me with a terrible smile and drove away, waving slowly at me as he did so. They passed me by three more times before my mom finally picked me up it didn't i didn't give those two any thought i just took comfort in the thought that i'd be sleeping somewhere else for the next couple of nights i had trouble with that paragraph and i don't know why that happens Mm -hmm. maybe because it's uh triggering some hidden trauma about Spooky guys following you in a black pickup truck when you were a kid. Yeah, I want to talk about it. It's like a rite of passage, you know. You know, that's that's how spooky guys in trucks are. One might say that is how they roll. Holiday roll. The weekend went by without a hitch. A trailer hitch. And sleeping over grandma's house was such a relief. When I told her and mom about the voices in the woods, they just looked at each other and told me to... to I almost super misread that. <laughs> just... They looked at each other and told me to fuck off. I was about to read. They just looked at each other and told me to kill dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're divorced. I uh, assume there's a reason for it. They Honey, while you're at it, can you kill your father? They just looked at each other and told me to tell Dad about it. Frustrated, I argued that I did, but it was pointless. She, too, used the it's-just-your-imagination crap, same as Dad. Not once during the whole experience did the memory leave my mind of the two men in the truck or the distant chanting. Soon enough, I would have to return. Sunday night came along, and I was dropped, off, I was dropped back off at my Dad's house, where I would spend the whole day dreading the inevitable nightfall. Dreading the an- the answer of whether or not I would hear the chanting in the woods, hear the strange people sing their dark songs in unison. I begged my dad to let me keep cash in the room with me tonight, but he said no, leaving me to face what happened next alone. So, 
Come bedtime, I was sitting on my chair, by the window, staring into the darkness until the hour came. I stayed up until 11, expecting to hear it, when I got, but what I got was silence. No singing, no crickets either, just pure silence. I couldn't tell if I was relieved or terrified. Maybe they all moved on. Maybe they went somewhere else to play their creepy games. It took myself some... It took... Oh, that's, oh that explains it. Okay, so they're just out in the woods playing, like, uh, Outlast and, uh, like, Hex and other horror games. It took some convincing, but I managed to calm myself to such a state of mind where I would actually go to sleep, knowing that I was safe. Reluctantly, I crawled into my bed and closed my eyes. I woke up to the most bone-chillingly fucked-up thing I had ever seen. It was surreal. The fucking image of it. Every time I sleep. What, what is it? What the fuck is it? I woke up to the most <laughs> fucked up thing I had ever fucking seen. Well, friends, if you want to know what it is, you're going to have to wait a few days. You're going to have to donate to Patreon. <laughs> yeah. That turns out part two is going to be a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> We're going to we eat this puppy. You know what we could do, David? What's that? Is, have, is edit both episodes together. And then for patrons, they can have it both on the same day. Whoa, what? Is that a good idea? You know, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. So if you want to know... You could oh. either you you could do one of two things. You could go ahead and donate to the Patreon, or you could just click the link and read the fucking story yourself. But let's not draw attention to that fact like I just did. Or you could just wait a few days and listen to the second part. Mm-hmm. Either way, we both me and Dead Palette just gave you an out so you don't have to give us money. But if you already give us money, like Abysme, thank you. Thank you for Is sharing it... this story with us, Abysme. Uh, how are we feeling about it so far? Pretty good? Mm-hmm. Still, still feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. Feeling, uh, feeling like shooting uh, bullets at the, at, the, at the moon, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we want to do plugs? Or yes. do we want to wait? Okay. I would tell people to go see A Flea in Her Ear, which I'm in. Uh, except it's uh, somewhere local, community theater-wise, in California. And I'm going to say, unless you're local, you probably don't want to make the effort to come out and see it. But if you decide to come out and see it, uh, you can probably find it if you look up community theaters playing a, a flea in her ear. Um, I'm going, going to plug the original story I wrote entitled uh, oh my, Active Watcher. Active Watcher is a story I wrote a while ago that has a similar crux to this story. So if you're enjoying this story, go check out uh, Active Watcher at deadpallet.internet.bing slash Jeeves on MySpace. Dot org. Uh, Alan, you, uh, Ginger Ale? Yes, uh, Ginger Ale. Um... I wanted to plug delicious uh, Canadian uh, dry ginger ale. Uh, I also wanted to plug that I have a personal Patreon now. You do? Uh, I sure do. Um, uh, it, it, if you just Google Alan Cheney Patreon, it'll take you there. Uh, that ginger gonna... ale doesn't pay for itself. Right. Um Alan Chatrion. And here's what's going on uh, for the first month and possibly the second month. Uh, and I'm sticking to this no matter how many people help me out. Uh, if you donate at the $5 level, uh, we're going to write a story together. Mm. I, I am going to get your contact info and we are going to hammer out a short story together. That's pretty nice. I like this idea. I might have to do that. Oh, wait. No, I don't. So if you want your story to be part of the official Ukahaku, <laughs> here is your chance. Um, but it's not just horror stuff. It's, it's my personal me channel. 
Uh, and the current goal is at fifty dollars. I can, I'm going to start production on what is essentially going to be the sequel series to the Allen Hour. The Allen Hour and a Half. Uh, it's actually going to be uh, the Allen Minute, and every episode is going to be an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> That's All not right. true, but oh, yeah, I, I uh, I'm, I'm looking to get back into doing more comedy stuff for the interwebs. Oh my guess. Oh my God, we're back again. Brothers and sisters, everybody same. Do, 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 do. I'm going to end Alan, the recording Alan. right here. This is how we end this. Do, 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 do. This is how we end this. Sha la 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 la